Hello, and welcome back to the Redeemed Podcast. Today we're going to move on to question and answer number four in the Westminster Shorter Catechism. So before we get into that, Josh is going to pray for us. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you again that we get to come and do this podcast, Lord, and uh, mm-hmm. meet again. And we just pray as we go through this uh, study guide that you have provided us that we can just um, all get something out of this, Lord. I pray that uh, questions get answered tonight and that um, we can just use these uh, this new knowledge to bring glory to you and edify the church, Lord. We ask this in your name. Amen. 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 So, question number four. What is God? That's kind of a funny way to put it. Yeah, I think it's important, though, mm-hmm. in the sense that a lot of the times if you ask someone... Do you believe in God? Mm-hmm. I don't know any religion that says no. Right. But once you start getting to the attributes of the living God that we serve yeah. and the truth and uh, actions that he's done, you know, once you've mentioned Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, dying for us, mm-hmm. something like that, that's when people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. That's not what I believe in. Right. I want a God of my, of my own definition, right. a God on my own terms. Right. Fortunately, God has given us his word, which reveals himself to us. Right. So, what is God? And the answer is, God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. Yep. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) When something cool... I know we had one listener want to get a copy of the catechism, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah. Because for those of you that can't, obviously, you don't have one of these, every one of those points that answers what is God, every one of those attributes is um, clearly backed up with Scripture, which we're going to go over. Mm-hmm. But it's very easy to read yeah. for those of you that are interested in getting one. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy to you know, yeah. keep up with. Yeah, $2.00. And again, it just like it fits right in your pocket. You can put one in your pocket. You could put one in someone else's pocket. Exactly. Walk by at the store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that first uh, that first attribute. What is God? God is a spirit. Mm-hmm. John four twenty four says God is a spirit. Well, there's our answer. <laughs> and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Mm. So spirit means no body. Mm-hmm. No, no touchable body, right? Basically, yeah. So I, I, I kind of wonder about that too, because like, uh, God the Father, He's Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit, He's obviously Spirit. I wonder if Jesus was Spirit before the incarnation. I would think so. Yeah, in the sense that in the Old Testament you hear about certain um, man. I want to say it was Moses mm-hmm. that was led by Jesus, it says. Obviously, he wasn't incarnate. Right. I mean, yeah, but I, um, well, Joshua, jo- mm-hmm. Joshua went and talked to the commander of the Lord's armies. Um, even it says that, like, the angel of the Lord that came to Manoah, um, then when Manoah was like, well, wait, who are you? Then the, the angel of the Lord was like, my name is too wonderful for you. You can't know it. And then he like rocketed in his, into the sky. So, I like all of those Christophanies. I think were 
was Jesus in the flesh before he was Jesus. Right. So the Son of God, the eternal second person in the Trinity, coming down to visit for a minute. But now we know that uh, Jesus is forevermore uh, like fully God and fully man. So before that, before he took on flesh in the incarnation, I was just wondering, I wonder if he was spirit also. Yeah. I couldn't really think of any any way to find a clear answer. So there's an open-ended question. If anyone out there hears this and they're like, oh, I know the verse that will teach you about that, then shoot us an email. It was Abraham. Abraham? I looked it up. So Genesis 18 states, And the Lord appeared to him in the plains of Mamre. Mm. And he, Abraham, lifted up his eyes and looked, and those mm. three men stood by him. Yeah. And it describes one of those as being as Jesus. Yeah. Or the Lord. <clears throat> the Lord. Yeah. So it wasn't the Father. Right. And it wasn't the Holy Spirit. And I don't think it was Jesus as we see him incarnate right. in the Gospels. Right. So it must have been the second person of the Trinity, the mm-hmm. Son of God, mm-hmm. showing up to talk to Abraham. Right. So it's... To me personally, unless I truly study it, and <clears throat> I hope someone out there can answer, or shed light on this for me at least, mm-hmm. it's always been something that I've always been curious about. Yeah. Maybe as with other things, we might just not have an answer. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. There you go. Can of worms. Yep. Checkmate. So, but we do see John 4 clearly states that God is a spirit. Mm-hmm. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not get distracted. We're talking about... The attributes of God. Yeah, the attributes of God. (laughs) Okay, so God is a spirit. That's the first point. God is infinite. In Job 11.7, in the King James Version of 16.11, says, Canst thou by searching find out God? Canst thou find out the Almighty unto perfection? So I looked that up in in an ESV, Mm -hmm. and uh, it, it adds a little bit of clarity. I think Job 11:7. Can you find out the deep things of God? Can you find out the limit of the Almighty? Right. So he's he's infinite in his being and there's, limitless. Yeah, limit. There's no limit. Right. So you're not gonna like search through the universe and then find the edge of God. Right. So or the but, parameters that he right you know operates by. Right. We can't. Uh, what did David say? Wherever I go, like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to be able to escape from you. Right. So God's everywhere. Right. God's in this room. Mm-hmm. Maybe not necessarily his like blessed presence is everywhere all the time. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And it's interesting you put that out because he's always taking care of us. He's mm-hmm. always present. Right. You know, and like when you think about it, something as simple as your prayer life, mm-hmm. if God wasn't always present, how do you know when to pray, what to pray for? Yeah. Right. You know, I mean. Yeah. Which is greatly encouraging, like, whatever you're going through, to just know, like, God is right here. Mm-hmm. I, can cry, I can cry out to Him. Right. I can fall on Him, and, mm-hmm. and He's here for me. Right. You don't have to go somewhere to find Him. Right. All right. Infinite Spirit. God is a Spirit, infinite, eternal. In Psalm 90, verse 2. Are you, going, are you flipping to it? Oh, no. No, okay. In Psalm 90, verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. So eternal, God has always existed. 
before anything else. Before there was time, before there was matter, it was God in the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit living together. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Because we're like we are eternal. We're gonna exist for eternity, mm-hmm. but God existed from eternity past. Yeah. I remember as a kid laying in bed <clears throat> trying to realize when God started. Right. You know, and is it in my seven, eight, nine year old mind? Mm-hmm. It just blew my mind. And yeah. not much has changed now that I'm twenty eight. Right. <laughs> because when you truly try to grasp your head that God never start God always was. Yeah. <laughs> no beginning and no end. Right. Yeah. It's really I mean, I don't know if our minds can actually it, well, I mean I know I know it can't. I mean <clears throat> I don't think anyone can truly grasp that God always was and always will be. No. Probably not. No. <laughs> okay. So God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable. The verse that supports that is James one seventeen. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. That's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so reading all of these attributes, but that one especially for me, uh-huh. is unbelievably encouraging. Mm. When you think of the God that we worship, there's only one God out of all the gods that are out there, because there are several gods, I mean, countless gods out there. There's only one living god. Yeah. yeah. You know? But I mean, over in India, they're worshiping cows as gods. Yeah. You know? But when you think that the only true god that we worship is infinite, eternal, Mm -hmm. unchangeable, Mm -hmm. how amazing is that? Like, the god that we serve, we can rely on for every trial we have. Yeah. And never have an issue with it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's never going to be a wavering. There's never going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievably encouraging, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, along those lines, thinking that he's unchanging, that means, like, God can never get better. He's already perfect. Right. Um, and he's not going to get worse. You know, he's not going to yep. become less perfect. Right. So he's just perfect in his being. Right. And always will be. If you had a God who could change, that would be that'd be a problem. Be a huge problem. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. I mean, even when you think like you can read the Old Testament when they were making idols, or even you know in India worshiping cows or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. the cow dies, the the wood idol that you made yeah. can break. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my God broke. The, right. Oh, no. the, the fact that you can make your God is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it says that, you know, those who make those idols will become like them. Mm -hmm. Stupid and blind and deaf. Right. Worthless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Because what if God could change and, like, one day he decided, you know, and this sounds weird, what if he decided to just be a little bit evil? Right. Like, that's not a good God. Or just change his mercy. Yeah. Never mind. I'm done with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you were the elect, but today you're not. Yeah, I made a covenant <laughs> with you, but I decided I don't want to follow that anymore. Right. Yikes. Um, okay, so he's unchangeable in his being. Mm-hmm. Exodus 3.14, God said unto Moses, 
I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Like, I am that I am. I've always existed. I'm the self-existent one. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. It is. Like, in in language, we we have a word and then we give meaning to to a word. We define it. But mm -hmm. God is actually the one who gives definition to existence. Right. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. The uh, the definition of truth mm -hmm. is conforming the fact to reality. Mm. And what's awesome to think is when our God is the one that is making reality, mm -hmm. that shows you what he's making what is true. Yeah. Like when he's the author of everything that we see, yeah. I mean, just talking about it, it's like, It's so clear how worthy of praise he is mm -hmm. that if you, like, at least me, I, I mean, I'm sure there's other listeners guilty of it, but if I'm not constantly reminding myself of who God really is to yeah. me, like, yeah. created me, yeah, you know, is the author of me, it's easy for me to kind of lose sight of that. Mm -hmm. I get in this mundane yeah. ritual of, well, time to study, read my Bible and this, yeah. but if I'm not truly sitting down and trying, like, grasping... Mm -hmm. the God that I'm serving, yeah, it's easy for me to just be like, well, this is just another day. Yeah. And it, you know, it really does your heart good to just sit and kind of go over all the things that you know about God, mm -hmm. which everything you know about God is praiseworthy. Right. Because he's praiseworthy. But just to think about like, oh, he's eternal. He's right. always existed. How cool is that? Right. I can't even really understand it. That's how far removed I am from from that attribute of God and right. to just kind of exult in his character. Okay. So he's unchangeable in his being, in his wisdom. That's the next one. Yep. Uh, I lost it. Where's the... Five. Six? Six. Psalm 147, five. Yep. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. So... On a, a lot of these, it, you know, like they're picking one verse that kind of supports the point that they're trying to make, but mm -hmm. a lot of them probably have hundreds of oh, verses. E you easily. Know? So, you know, this isn't cherry picking the Bible to just say, right. like, oh, yeah, this verse says God's right. understanding is infinite. Uh, but who could search his mind? Yeah. Like, that's just mind blowing in and of itself. Anything oh, yeah. knowable. God knows. Yeah. And James talks, tells us that if we ask in faith for wisdom, he gives liberally. Mm -hmm. How can someone that isn't infinite in wisdom give liberally, liberally right. to those asking? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean... I come to the end of my understanding pretty pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know what to do now, so... Right, yeah. <laughs> God never says that. Right. Wow, that's super cool. It is. And the fact that in his perfect time, he's going to lead you through those trials, whatever you're going yeah. through, or whatever you're praying faithfully for wisdom for. Mm -hmm. So I think that's another uh, common thing is, well, I need help with this. I pray once and well, nothing happened. Right. You know? Right. It wasn't the magic snap of the fingers, you know? Yeah. Or but, what we say, and like, I mean, I've said it before, it's kind of common a common expression that we should probably get away from, but like we'll do stuff and then we'll be like, 
well, all we can do now is pray. Right. What do you mean, all you can do now is <laughs> yeah. pray? Yeah. This God who is eternal and infinite and unchangeable in his being and wisdom and power is because of the cross of Christ, all of those attributes are for us. Right. As his children. Well, even when you think of the plans that God had, right? This predestined plan. Like, we think of the story of Judas betraying Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it's always like, well, I would never do that. You know, I mean, all 12 were asking, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Yeah. If God didn't place Judas there, his prophecy would have never became what it was. Like, the fact that we're put here for God's glory Mm -hmm. and in God's perfect plan should speak volumes about who we're serving as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. So even when things are like looking kind of gnarly, we can trust, well, God knows. Right. And he knows it all. Right. So there's no, there's, there's nothing in the world that's shrouded from God's understanding. So. Right. And that huge trial that we might be going through, mm-hmm. The outcome may be the only reason we were put here on earth. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could be. And, you know, so even sometimes, you know, like we're praying for people, maybe like they're sick and they and they want to be healed, and we know God can do that. But then other times we we have to know, like, God's going to use that sickness right. to bring them to a place where they trust him more deeply. Right. So, well, yeah, and I mean, a huge thing that, you know, like I kind of changed how I pray personally is I don't necessarily pray for the healing. Mm-hmm. I pray for God's will to be evident, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. if it's God's will, they're going to get healed. I pray that, you know, I hope they do, and I'm, I I will still pray that someone gets healed. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is, Lord, just give anyone peace for what your will is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Thy will be done. Yep. Okay, the next point. So God's unchangeable in his being wisdom, and power. Where am I now? Revelation 4. Man, my eyes, I'm getting old. So, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and mm. is to come. Yeah. Okay, yep, there it is. I underlined it. Yeah. Almighty. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one else is called the Almighty because no, no one else has all might. Right. So that one's pretty self-explanatory. Well, and even the which was and is and is to come, you're mm-hmm. seeing the Almighty, you know, use humans to prophesy His will. Mm-hmm. We've seen some of those come true already, mm-hmm. and we're going to be seeing more come true with the end times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and so Almighty, in the way that it relates to He who was and is and is to come, everything else is wearing out. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in our universe is moving towards entropy where it just is going to be done one day. Right. But not God. Right. So that's good. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. So that's his power. In holiness, Revelation fifteen four, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. Holy. I mean, that's the only attribute of God that's repeated three times mm-hmm. in Scripture. Holy, holy, holy. Right. Like, that's completely holy. Completely different. Yeah, set apart. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, we, 
it says, for thou only art holy. We know that like God sanctifies us and sets us apart, but he's the source of the holiness. Right. Well, yeah, and, and even from our set of separation from the world, mm -hmm. he's still obviously separated from us. Yeah. I mean. More holy. Yeah. More set that, apart. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, every time, because I read through this question a few times, I don't know. Every time I think of this, it just, it is incredible to know who we serve. Yeah. Like, I can't, me personally, I can't fathom where other religions or cults get their security from. <laughs> None. And I, and I never, <laughs> praise the Lord, I'll never understand it. Yeah. Because I do serve the living God. Mm -hmm. But where, I mean, yeah. where does their security come from? From worshiping statues or right animals or whatever the yeah. case is. Well, and then just you know all the works based like Catholicism right. and Mormonism and Jehovah's Witness. Yep. Even uh, Mother Teresa, I think she she was like when asked, "Are you going to go to heaven?" She's like, "Well, I hope so." Right. Well, because you're relying on your works. Right. If you've trusted the finished work of Christ, right, you don't. There's no question. Uh -huh. It's because of what He did. I know, man. And and, the, and Jehovah's Witness had to take a holy name uh, yeah. and take it for a cult. Yeah, that's just one of my pet peeves. I know. I remember Paul Washer. I was listening to him, and he said, "When the Jehovah's Witnesses knock on his door, he's, you know, hey, we're the Jehovah's Witness." He's like, "Me too. Come on in." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just destroy him. Yeah, it gives him the gospel. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> and to think that this God is the one that came down and rescued us, is, you know, little rebel dirt creatures. Yeah. You know, the first question of the catechism was, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So we're not going to glorify him if we don't know about him, and we're not going to enjoy him if we don't know him. Right. Um, so he's, he's unchangeable in his holiness. And then the last point, in his justice, goodness, and truth. All three of those come out of this passage in um, Exodus 34, 6, and 6 through 7. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty. So, he's ab abundant in goodness and truth. Like, I'm not overflowing with goodness. No. Well, yeah, and I mean, even to see the attributes from the beginning, you know, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know? Long suffering, patient with us, mm -hmm. and if that's not true, I don't know what is. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> how long have you been saved and been able to go without having to ask for forgiveness of some sort of sin? Uh, Hour, yeah. two hours, maybe on a good day. Yeah, you know, and like that's when you're in the Word nonstop. Yeah, you know, I'm sleeping. Right, you know, <laughs> but. Think if that was your kid, right. every time they disobeyed, every oh, half yeah. hour, hour, sorry, Dad, I know I, I did this yesterday. 
I would snap probably right. by the end of the first hour. And the fact that even with our faults, he's still merciful and patient enough to mm-hmm. save us still. Yeah. Not be like, all right, you, you had your chance. Right. I've been dealing with you for five years now. Right. <laughs> Um, so then also in there, because then there's kind of a tension that arises because it says that God is unchangeable in his justice. Mm-hmm. At the end of that verse, it says that he will by no means clear the guilty. So now we have this God who's merciful, long-suffering, but also his justice demands that the guilty would be punished. Yep. So... Thank God for Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like God couldn't, because of his perfect and unchanging justice, just one day say, okay, never mind, all you people that are lawbreakers, uh, just we'll just let it all slide. Right. Uh, he's unchanging in justice, but also um, in mercy, right. long suffering and graciousness towards us. So something had to be done. Yeah. He wants. He's gonna be gracious, but he his perfect justice is like well, you know, justice has to be satisfied. Exactly. So this is really helping us understand the foundation of who God is, so that then we can understand the gospel. Right. Like that punishment was laid on His own Son. Yeah. For us, this God, who's infinite and eternal and unchangeable, and made us for His glory one day has then dealt with us with long-suffering as we rebelled against him. Right, especially even when you think, like, James explains life but a vapor that appears for a little while mm-hmm. and vanishes away. Well, that little vapor God cared enough about yeah. to save me. I know. It's <laughs> it's amazing. It's like an ice cube melting out in the sun, and mm-hmm. you're like, What's the big deal? It's just an ice cube. Right. In a minute, it'll be melted and then dried up and yep. gone. Yep. And God's like, no, I'm going to lay down my life. Yeah, exactly. For that. For that, yep. And every other ice cube that gets put down on the sidewalk. Even after all those ice cubes spat in his face. Right. You know, and totally dishonored him. Mm-hmm. And God's like, I get to display my, my grace. Right. Which, how would we even know? How else would God display grace? If he hadn't made people who then rebelled, that right. he could then save. Like, right. There's an attribute of God we wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. It is. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Okay. So what is God? God is a spirit, infinite, eternal, and unchangeable in his being, wisdom, power, holiness, justice, goodness, and truth. So there you have it. That's question and answer number four in the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Uh, We pray that maybe this brought to mind an attribute of God that you hadn't really thought about before and that now you get to glory and, and just be filled with awe and wonder at who God is and that he loves us and sent his son to die for us. So if you have any questions, you can send them out to the redeemed podcast at hotmail.com you can find us on facebook and message us there and we look forward to hearing from you guys and getting feedback so go be blessed uh, and we pray that you would glorify god and enjoy him today in jesus name